0: If you're happy and you know it, do you have a healthy, fit, strong body to go with your happy headspace? Or do we get a happy headspace because we're healthy, fit, and strong? And I don't think that that matters, really. As long as you get healthy, fit, and strong and everything works together, wouldn't that be awesome? But here's a great question. Do we exercise uh, to get fit and strong, or do we get fit and strong ...so that we can go and exercise and do our sport and and live our life and have a fantastic life. And the reason I ask the question, obviously I'm an exercise professional, I've been doing that all my life... ...and I've been training people to be exercise professionals for a very long time now. The Max International Colleges is all about how do I get healthy, fit and strong... ...stay that way for the rest of my life and help other people to do the same... But it's never about how do I teach people to exercise. Now, you might hear that every so often, and this is why I'm asking the question, what does exercise actually mean to you? And have you heard people who hate to exercise? I don't want to exercise, Rowie. I hate it. But there are people who love to dance. There are people who love to play sport, do martial arts, race cars, do fencing, do archery. I'm just thinking of some some fun things that, you know, kids play with uh, pretend swords and pretend guns and, and they run around and have a great time playing. Uh, is that exercise? So here's an even better question. What if we got people fit and strong so that they could go and do all the things that they want to do And what if we take out the word exercise? Now, obviously, I call myself an exercise professional, and I'm just going to quickly give you a side note as to why that is and why I don't call myself a personal trainer and why I ask other exercise professionals to never call themselves personal trainers. When I first started in the exercise profession many decades ago, there were no personal trainers. There were gym instructors and there were fitness instructors and aerobic instructors, but there were certainly no personal trainers. Then this amazing thing happened where personal training became a career path Uh, and the interesting part of that, and again just as a side note, is that the Max International Colleges, which started on the Gold Coast Australia in 1989, that's when K-Man did his first personal training certification process where he qualified people to become personal trainers, he was already personal training people, he had a personal training studio. He has a master's degree in exercise science. He's a published research scientist. And he had lots of clients. So he needed to train people to become personal trainers. Uh, The personal training uh, career path has become now so popular that there's millions of personal trainers around the world and unfortunately some really bad ones. So I'm asking you, please don't call yourself a personal trainer because you'll be in a very ugly crowd. There's a lot of people that had a very bad experience with a personal trainer. There's a lot of people that would never go to a personal trainer because of that bad experience or something that they've heard. So we changed at the Max Colleges, we changed the, the title of personal trainer to fitness professional. And the reason we change then to exercise professional is because I'm like you, I would love our world to be healthy, fit and strong for long. And I won't assume that that's what you want, but wouldn't it be nice if we had a healthy, fit, strong world, all of our kids and everybody that lives in our world was healthy, fit and strong. And to be able to do that, there's been a driving force of mine to build great relationships with medical professionals because the number one place that people go to lose weight and or to have mental health or if they've got mental health challenges, is the doctor. People go to the GP. And interestingly, GPs don't take personal trainers seriously. Very few do, if any. And I was told that with in no uncertain terms, we we have no respect for personal trainers because they do a short course. They don't know their anatomy and physiology. They don't know how to keep people safe. You can't learn enough about the human body in a, in a short course uh, to be able to, for me, to give you somebody that's got coronary heart disease, type 2 diabetes, osteoporosis, they're depressed, they've got Alzheimer's, dementia, they're injured, they've got medical challenges. I don't trust personal trainers. That's, That's a paraphrase from many, many, many medical professionals. So I was given a really cool boot in the bum and I love getting feed forward and this was one of the best I've ever received from a exercise physiologist who specializes in Uh, men's cancer. And he trains people physically. He used to be an exercise physiologist and he now trains people, men, to get really fit and really strong so they can handle their cancer. And he, again, if he was standing here right now, Professor Newton would say to those men, don't go to a personal trainer. They don't have enough knowledge. So I think that's why... Uh, I find that really sad because I've, my driving force, my entire career path is to get people healthy, fit and strong. It's never been about ripped abdominals or tight butt cheeks or, or uh, you know, how do I get a great low body fat percentage. Now, I know that people want that and I, there's no judgment that people want that. But ultimately, that's a very small percentage of the population compared to the people that really need my help, your help as an exercise professional parent, teacher, coach, to be healthy, fit, and strong for the rest of their lives, which is why the word exercise came into the equation, which has become an exercise professional. Because Professor Newton shared with me that exercise is very different to fitness. Fitness is one component of exercise. So when you exercise, the goal is to get fit, get strong, get endurance, become flexible, and get great mental strength, because that's what exercise does for you. So the Max Colleges became the the leader of the uh, profession, which is, please don't call yourself a personal trainer, please call yourself an exercise professional. But here we stand in a world where most people don't want to exercise. And I'll give you a really interesting statistic from some of the top uh, health organisations in the world, is that at any one time in the Western world, up to 40%, some suggest 50%, half of the population are aiming not to exercise, the word being exercise. So my challenge with the word exercise then is if, if half of the population don't want to do it, why would they go to an exercise professional? They don't even, want, they don't even like the, the concept of exercise. So how do, we, how do we help people's headspace? If they don't want to exercise, that's, I'll, I'll rephrase the question. If you don't want to exercise... Do you want to be weak, unfit, have a slow metabolism, get old fast, have bad hair, skin and nails, uh, have osteoporosis because your bones waste away, have sarcopenia because your muscles waste away, get bad posture because your muscles waste away, get fat because your muscles waste away and your metabolism slows down. Do you want to get every germ, bug, virus and disease and not be able to fight it because your immune system screwed up? Do you want to have a screwed up hormonal system so that your brain doesn't work properly, your emotions don't work effectively, your body doesn't work effectively, so your thyroid breaks down and your metabolism screws up and all the things that happen when you're weak and unfit? Usually the answer is no. I've never had anybody say to me, I want to be weak and unfit so I can have a screwed up body, slow metabolism, look bad, feel bad, screw up my brain, screw up my body. So there seems to be a major disconnect between fit and strong and living fit and strong for long and having great quality of life. The connection there is the word exercise, which up to half of the population doesn't want to do. So I'm going to ask this personal question again. What if we didn't focus on exercise? What if we didn't even focus on getting people to go to the gym or getting people to play a sport or getting people to do some form of physical activity like running or mountain climbing or it doesn't matter what if the goal was to get people really fit and really strong and if I'm really fit and if I'm really strong is it possible then that my brain chemistry changes I think differently that's neuroplasticity I grow new brain cells neurogenesis so even my concept of exercise might change So instead of exercising people to try and get them fit and strong, what if we just focused on, let's get people fit, let's get people strong, and then the side effect of that is that they might wanna go and do some stuff. Now, they might wanna go and do some exercise. So fit, strong people really enjoy things like CrossFit or playing rugby league or boxing or martial arts or running around the park with their dog or their kids it seems that those activities uh, become a zero part of life when you're not fit and you're not strong because it's too hard to run around the park with your kid or your dogs. It's too hard to do a martial art. It's too hard to go to a dance class because you're not fit or strong enough. I've seen uh, corporate men play golf. This is just a really interesting scenario where they want to play golf because it's an important part of their business or it's an important part of their social interaction, But when they've been down to pick up a golf ball or even tie up their golf shoes, they can't because their blood pressure is so high and their face goes purple and they feel sick and some people have even had heart attacks. So it's interesting that some men stop playing golf because their body's not fit or strong enough to play golf. I'm going to say that again. Not fit enough, not strong enough to go and do the things that they want to do. Play golf, water ski, play cricket, do CrossFit, do martial arts go dancing wouldn't it be nice to have the energy enthusiasm and the fitness and the strength to be able to dance all night at a nightclub if that's what you want to do so i've got a really strong and different headspace now about exercise fitness training which most people and 10 percent of the population love it there's no doubt about that the the the, the, the doesn't matter what statistic you look at around about 10 percent of the population will do something that is physical activity of the population doesn't, and half of those people are actively seeking not to. That's how much they hate sport activity. And if you've ever been a school teacher or been involved in school, and you might have been you where it was sport time or PE time and you tried to get out of it, you hated it that much that you wrote your own note and pretended that you pretended your mum's signature, so you didn't have to play sport or go and do PE. That's how much some people hate sport, physical activity. Exercise. But fit and strong, if I was fit and strong, is it possible that I'd want to do all of those things? Because I can. Here's the psychological connection. If I'm good at something, if I enjoy it, is it possible that I stick to it? If I'm not good at it, if I make a fool of myself, if my my face goes purple because I'm so unfit, is it possible that I don't want to go and do that? And I'll give you another example. I used stupid me because I didn't know my anatomy and physiology when I first started in the exercise industry. I won't call it a profession because I certainly wasn't a professional. I used to say to people, if you don't exercise for 20 minutes on the treadmill or the cross trainer or the rowing machine, don't bother. Well, guess what? People didn't bother because 20 minutes for somebody that's unfit is a really long time. Have you ever been on a machine where you know, the red numbers stick over and you've got to be there for 20 minutes? It feels like forever. Now, that might not be you because you love to exercise. And why is it that you love to exercise? Is it because you are fit and strong so that when you do go to exercise, you've got the passion, the enthusiasm, the energy, the muscles and the bones, the heart and lungs that want to do it because you can? So to cut a very long question short, how do we get people fit and strong? And why does it have to have anything to do with exercise? And why does it have to have anything to do with sport or coordination or anything? How do you get people fit and how do you get people strong? And this is the really interesting question now because me as an exercise professional, and I'll I'll change that because, as you know, I call myself a results coach. If I want people to get the best results out of their life, their health and fitness, their career path, their financial freedom, their relationships. Is it possible that their whole life will be better? They'll get better results in every area if they're fit and strong. So how do I get people fit and how do I get people strong? And to me, those are the two most important questions. With the third question being, how do I get somebody fit? Question one. How do I get them strong? Question two. And how do I fit that into their lifestyle so they bloody enjoy it? It's not something that they hate. It's not something that they want to get out of their life. They actually do it because they want to. The next question I have is, people often say to me, I have to be disciplined to exercise, or I have to give up or sacrifice or compromise my life to find time to exercise. Or it's the first thing I drop if something happens. So If I get stressed or busy, I drop my exercise. But if it's hot, if it's cold, if you're busy, if you're stressed, Uh, If you don't want to, do you still brush your teeth? Do you still have a shower? Do you still eat food and do you still go to sleep? Do you still wear clothes? Do you still breathe? I always ask those. They're just the things that we do in life. Every day we wake up, we have a shower of some kind, we eat food, we breathe air, we wear clothes, we brush our teeth. They're the things that we do. What if we made fitness and strength so simple that they just became that part of life? So that we don't think about exercise, we don't think about 45 minutes, we don't think about an hour, we don't think about 30 minutes. We just think about how do I get fit and how do I get strong and how do I fit that into somebody's lifestyle? Because obviously the dentists have fitted looking after this part of your body into people's lifestyles because people brush their teeth. Uh, We eat food because our body says, I need food, I'm hungry and if you don't feed me, I'll die. Well, is it possible that if I'm not fit and I'm not strong, I might not die right now, but I will die much quicker and my quality of life will be so poor that I may as well be dead and I'm not going to apologize for that because I deal with every day, I'm sure you do too, people who are so unfit and so unhealthy and so weak that their life is just bloody miserable. So how do I get people fit? How do I get people strong and how do I fit that into their lifestyle? That's why I call myself a results coach. And that's why I really like the, the, the concept of personal results coach. How do I make sure that you personally get fit, get strong, and it works for you, your lifestyle? Because, and I'll rephrase, is it possible that a lot of exercise programs, a lot of gyms, a lot of personal trainers, a lot of the whole concept of the industry of exercise just hands out, do this? do this program, do this class. The classes are 45 minutes. The classes are an hour. The program is three sets of 10. You have to come three times a week. You have to eat this. You have to do it this way. And what if that doesn't fit in with the person's lifestyle? So this very simplicity, and this is its what's so ironic about this, is after being an exercise professional since I was 13 years of age, I've never done anything else, and now I'm a very old lady. It's very cool how simple it is, and it's taking me taken me 50 years to find out how simple it actually is. Get fit. How do I get fit? Doesn't matter who you are. If I say to you, get puffed and you'll get fit, that makes sense. If I don't get puffed and I don't overload my heart and lungs, because that's all puffing is, it's overloading your cardio and the cardiovascular and respiratory system. Get puffed. Doesn't matter how you do it. The cardiovascular and respiratory system are blind. They don't know whether you're punching a bag, dancing on a night, uh, nightclub dance floor, climbing a mountain, doing a martial art, uh, jump squatting, treadmill, cross trainer, boxing. Your heart and lungs don't know that. All your heart and lungs know that if you get puffed, You'll get fit because every time you get puffed, your heart and lungs say, well, if you're going to do that to me again, I better increase stroke volume. I better increase cardiac output. I better increase the whole ability to, to circulate carbon dioxide and oxygen oxygen in, carbon dioxide out. So that next time you exercise, next time you get puffed, I am ready for you. So get puffed, get fit. And you'll be able to do things more effectively. You'll be able to exercise more effectively. And that's why I use the word. Is it possible that if I'm fit, I'll enjoy my exercise class more? If I'm fit, I'll enjoy my CrossFit training session more. If I'm fit, I'll enjoy my rugby league game more. If I'm fit, I'll be able to go and play golf. If I'm fit, I'll have a better sex life. If I'm fit, I'll have more energy to be good at my job. If I'm fit, I'll be a better parent. How do I get fit? I've got to get puffed. Now, this is where it gets really exciting. Puffing phosphate system the human body uh, uses three energy systems to provide us with energy the first one is the phosphate system 10 seconds and it's the only one that's 100% effort and you can only do it for 10 seconds after 10 seconds you tap into the lactate system which is uh, you can work hard in the lactate system but there's two things that I would never I I would never put if I'm aiming to get somebody fit and strong I, I don't want them to be in the lactate system for this reason If you exercise at high intensity and you produce lactic acid in the lactate system, you get a burning sensation in your muscles and some people feel sick. In fact, a lot of people feel sick, particularly if they're not fit. So if I want to get somebody fit and strong, why would I give them a burning sensation in their muscles and why would I want to make them feel sick? I don't. If you're really fit and you enjoy the lactate system, if you're fit enough to train in the lactate system, if you're fit enough to do a sport that requires you to work in the lactate system, so you're a 400-meter sprinter, for example, you build up a tolerance to lactic acid because you're fit... This is where it gets really exciting. If I get somebody really fit and strong, they can go and work in the lactate system and love it, not hate it, not get a burning sensation and not feel sick. The aerobic system, which is everything past two minutes, is long and slow and boring. If I want to get somebody really fit and really strong, why would I put them into the aerobic system? It's long and slow and boring, and they can do that all day long. When you're really fit, you can walk all day. When you're really fit, you can deal with every challenge that comes up throughout the day. When you're really fit, you can go to the the cricket oval and run around with your kids or your dog. because you're really fit. That's the aerobic system that you can keep doing for a really long time. So if I get really fit, I can do all the things that I want to do. And getting fit is phosphate, 10 seconds, phosphate fit. Go as hard as you can for 10 seconds. Get your breath back, go again if you want to. But you don't have to go straight away. You can go in an hour's time or two hours' time or tomorrow. But every time you get puffed, 100% effort, only takes 10 seconds, you get fitter. Bloody exciting. Stronger. If I work in the lactate system to get strong, and you can, you can do multiple repetitions and if you overload your muscles and bones, they will get stronger. But once again, if I've got a burning sensation in my muscles or I feel sick, I'm unlikely to inspire people to keep doing their their strength training program because their muscles are burning and they feel sick. So I give somebody something to lift that they can lift as many as they can in 10 seconds, keep going till they can't do any more, use as many muscles as possible at the same time, and the heavier it is, the less that you can do. The, The lighter it is, the more you can do. The lighter it is, the less effect it has on your body. The heavier you lift, the more firing of the endocrine system, the more firing of the central nervous system. The more firing of the fast twitch muscle fibres, the ones that keep us young and strong for long, the whole body works far more effectively when we push it to 100% effort. We are designed for the 100% effort. That's the fight and flight system. That's where epinephrine's produced, cortisol. Uh, the, the reverse of that, then, well, that catecholamine system then produces the the uh, happy drugs that serotonin, dopamine, brain drive neurotropic factor, endorphins, the ones that make us feel good. So there's the the added bonus, is when I get somebody fit by getting them puffed and doing 10 seconds, when I get somebody strong by lifting as heavy as they possibly can, using as many muscles as possible at the same time for 10 seconds, now I get a brain chemistry change as well. And it's the only system that does that. You go for a walk, you don't have epinephrine rush, you don't have adrenaline rush because your body doesn't need to change to go for a walk unless you're really really unfit. And if you're really unfit and you go for a walk and you get puffed That's awesome, because you're now in the fight and flight system, which produces the chemical brain changes, which improves your fast twitch muscle fibers, replaces them if you've lost them, build more if you want to, and, and blokes can do that, women can't. I'm getting excited about this, and I'll slow down. Get puffed to get fit, lift heavy to get strong. When you're fit and strong, what can you then do? You can exercise, you can play sport, you can dance all night, you can run around the park with your puppy dog or your children, you can climb mountains, you can go water skiing, you can play golf, you can do all the things that you want to do when you're fit and strong. Why do we try and get people fit and strong by doing an exercise or a sport? How about we get them fit and strong so they can do their exercise and sport? That's my question. And the the really beautiful part of that is for people who hate exercise you can actually share with them, well, we don't want you to do any exercise because exercise is 30, 40, 50 minutes. It's three times a week. You have to go to the gym, all that stuff. We don't want to do that. We just want to get you fit and strong. So we're going to get you puffed and you lift heavy. It's only 10 seconds. We're going to do it every so often. The beautiful thing about strength training, unlike the phosphate system recovers very quickly, heart and lungs recover very quickly in the phosphate system. because And the reason for that, of course, is when you're running away from a wild animal, when you're fighting a threat, you've got to get your breath back quickly so you can go again. Strength training is a little bit different. It's not the phosphate system that needs to recover quickly. It does. It's the muscles that need to recover. So you can lift something heavy and go and lift again in two minutes' time, but the muscle fibres have been torn. Now, they now need time to recover from the workout, regenerate from the workout, and supercompensate, get stronger. What that means, in exciting terms, is you don't have to lift heavy very often. So you need to lift a, lift it, lift something. Box of rocks, wheelbarrow full of sand, a log, a child, a gym bag full of books, a dumbbell, a barbell, kettlebell. Muscles are blind, remember. They don't know what you're lifting you just got to lift something using as many muscles as possible at the same time safely so you don't hurt yourself because if you hurt yourself, you can't do any of that. And then you've got to recover. So you've got to recover, regenerate, supercompensate. For some people, that's three, four days because they don't lift very heavy. But if you're an elite athlete or if you are lifting really heavy or you really do want to make sure that you don't Uh, lift before you've super compensated so that you can get stronger that can be 7 days, 10 days depending on how heavy you lift which means Every seven to 10 days, I'm going to lift something heavy for about 10 seconds. And you might do three or four exercises, but for me, that's overtraining. I come in here. This is my longevity lifting room to to stay young and strong for long. I don't exercise in here. I get fit and strong in here. My exercise is I can, yes, climb mountains. I can, yes, hike all day. I can work in the garden all day. I can run around the the backyard with my, my puppy dogs for hours. That's exercise, In here, I get fit and I get strong. I get puffed and I lift heavy. I get puffed 100% effort and I lift heavy 100% effort. And for me, if I'm I'm overtraining, I'll do three exercises, meaning I like to train. I'm one of those weird people that likes to lift heavy things. So I'll come in here, it takes me about three minutes. I'll I'll do a set of chin-ups, a set of dips and a set of squats and it takes about three minutes. I've used every muscle in my body. But if I was in a hurry, I'd just do squats. Because when you lift something heavy up off the ground and you do it in a controlled manner and you work as hard as you possibly can, you use every muscle in your body. And I'll just run through that quickly. You lift with your fingers, your hands, your forearms, your upper arms, your upper back, your shoulders, your lower back, your abdominals. Every part of this part of your body gets worked really hard because it stops you from falling forward and allows you to lift. That's the the base of the crane. Obviously, you use every part of your legs because it's a leg exercise technically, but you're using all the big muscles and the little muscles. So everything works together to help you lift something up off the ground. So if, if the only thing I had time to do to stay strong for the rest of my life, I would lift something up off the ground and put it back down again. Now, you could call it a squat. You could call it a lunge. You could call it a deadlift. I hate the word deadlift. I call it an alive lift because it's the exercise that keeps you alive. Can you, can you just listen to this really carefully because I think it's the, one of the most exciting things to ever happen to the human body. It takes 10 seconds to get puffed, and you could do that several times throughout the day and get fit really quickly. To get strong, you need to do one, maybe two, maybe three exercises, but you really only need to do one, and every seven to ten days. So to get fit and get strong, we've got an exercise program that is minutes a week, not hours, not minutes a day, minutes a week. And if you do that, you'll be fit and strong. And if you're fit and strong, what can you do then? If you're fit and strong, isn't every other part of your life awesome? And I'm just going to rattle off very quickly again. You'll have a happy, healthy, mentally strong brain. You'll have a body that can fight germs, bugs, viruses and diseases. You'll have a body that's got a fast metabolism so you can eat more or you can eat the same and get rid of body fat you will have great hair, great skin, great nails. Your body will be a high-performance machine to go and do all the other things that you want to do. So when you're fit and strong, you can climb mountains. When you're fit and strong, you can have a great sex life. When you're fit and strong, you can play golf. When you're fit and strong, you can play sport with your kids. When you're fit and strong, you can dance all night at a nightclub. When you're fit and strong, you can ski in Aspen for two weeks. When you're fit and strong, everything in your life becomes better. So how about we get people fit and strong to exercise rather than exercise them to try and get them fit and strong? If I'm fit and strong, I can do everything. And if I can do everything that I want to do, wouldn't that be living my life to the max? So, from my heart to yours, let's get people fit and strong, fit it into their lifestyle. If you're a parent, a teacher, a coach, a boss, a leader, a pastor, an exercise professional, and people want to have a better life, they want to get results in every area of their life, you could be like me, a personal results coach. Get people fit, get people strong and make their life awesome. Live your life to the super max. Super doop doo how are you? I'm sure you are amazing. Healthy, fit and strong for long. Healthy, fit and strong so you can live your life and do all the stuff you want to do. Woohoo!